May 7th, Sunday night, the Dome Foamers podcast is back in week number two um, of this new podcast. I appreciate everyone that uh, and listened the first time. Hope you all enjoy this. I'm here with Neil and Brian. We got a lot to talk about, and we will recap the week and the season. So, boys, let's go. All right, current record, 17 and 17. Mm. Third in the AL West, weekly record two and four. Um, in my opinion, we uh, lost two series to two weaker teams. And this is going to be an interesting podcast because uh, it's a little different than last week. We were kind of coming off a high. We've got some injuries and so forth that we need to discuss. Um, we're going to talk about the current temperature those injuries to the pitching rotation, potential moves, possible moves, uh, maybe before the trade deadline. Players coming back, so that's a positive. We've got some guys yes. that we need we need coming back big time. Yes, sir. Dome Foamer, Dome Foamer Player of the Week. A look ahead to the schedule, our prospect of the week, who's hmm. secretly one of my favorites. <laughs> Throwback Player of the Week. All right. Um, and then we'll wrap it up. But thank you all again, everyone, for joining us. It's 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 three guys that have been fans for 40 years, turned a group text message and fandom into a podcast. So, boys, I'm going to go to Neil first. This ought to be interesting. Current yeah. temperature and all-around <laughs> thoughts right now, a week later. <laughs> I think today the two text messages I've sent were, we suck. And confirmed, we did. I did get that text message. I mean, so we will go one and two against, like you said, probably weaker teams. Uh, definitely the Giants, you know, at home. That that's that's garbage. Seattle wants us. Seattle, whatever. Okay, and going one and two there, I, I can at least go. Eh. And especially considering we threw Belak and and uh, JP. You know, but it, it just uh, – it goes back to our offense. Our offense is brutal, 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 brutal. And obviously the lineup questions and we've got Maldonado and we've got Abreu and, and it, it's just uh, – it, it's annoying. It's still annoying. And, and, again, not to say that we, we're not going to come out of it because obviously we've got those guys lingering in, in the – in the health department that should hopefully come back and add a spark. And I, and I think that's the other thing is that the spark, I mean, when the little scuffle started today, I wish somebody would. Yeah. I was good a, to see. Let's throw yeah. a punch. Let's yeah. Come out. I don't care. I don't care. And I mean, I, you know, I, I like the fact that Maldi was a little bit pissed uh, when, when that situation today went down, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just, Obviously, they're they're professionals. Obviously, they're trying. Obviously, it, it's uh, not going our way. Uh, but goodness gracious, we are we're an average team at best. I mean, our, our record is is I think it's fair. I think that's how we've played. That's how we performed. It, it may be even better, and we may be lucky that we're five hundred right now. So 
we're struggling. It's not pretty. Uh, it's not going to right now define our season. But, but the, the, when you look at the start, we're 17 and 17, and that's pretty gross. Yeah, Dorton. Fair. What do you Fair. think? Positives. Dubon is still getting hits. My guy, Dubon. Dubon is still getting hits. He has not hit. He, he's not as hot as uh, he's. He's not gonna. He's not on a twenty-game streak again. But he is getting hits. Um, well, I love. I love what we see of Diaz back there behind the plate. The man has an absolute cannon for an arm. Reminded. Reminded me of a of a seventeen-year-old. <laughs> no. no, 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 it doesn't. No, 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 no. it's actually the opposite of that. But uh, <laughs> he, the guys, the guys, the guys got an absolute cannon back there. Um, you know, and we talked about it last week. Last week, but uh, give him, give him some time to to earn that leadership that Molly has and that that kind of captain position that Molly has. I mean. He's got the defensive skills, and and goodness, he can he can hit the ball. Um, I I I think uh, I think French. Well, I'll talk more about this later, but uh, I think French had a heck of an outing. Although France, his, his France first France France did France had a heck of an outing. His first couple of uh, his first couple of uh, batters were a little tough, a little tough, but. Uh, he and his mustache. Dude, let's go. Let's go. Uh, I'm in. Um, so yeah, I think all in all, it was a couple of should have won those games. I mean, uh, yesterday's game was an errant throw to third away from being a W. And <laughs> insane. That after as soon as that, I mean, it would have ended the inning. That Pena came came diving, made a heck of a play and whirled it around and threw it just out of the reach of, of Bregman. And then the floodgates just opened and it was, it was, all, it was all over. That was, that was a Saturday, tough one. Saturday's loss was the worst of the year. That was um, in, my, in my opinion, um, you've got a, a call up. Uh, I'm going to call him Frenchie now. Cause Dorton said French <laughs> um, JP France, Frenchie, in my opinion, the highlight of the week, um, both both Dorton calling him French and then his performance. He started off slow, nerves, whatever else. His kid was wearing a freaking little must, mustache. mustache, pappy, which Pacifier, was incredible. Yeah. Oh, awesome. dude, it's so it's so awesome. The whole story is great. So, I mean, that's I mean, honestly, that that's the highlight of the week because it's it's a it is an underperforming, below average week by far. Um, yeah, you know, we'll get more into the pitching side here in a minute, but yeah, I, losing two of three to the Giants at home, you're better than them. Um, Seattle, I, why is Julio Rodriguez getting involved in that whole little scuffle at the home plate? I've got thoughts on him that is for a later time, but you have there had to have been, rookie... there had to have been something, there had to have been I'm something sure. else there that I, we, I'm, I'm sure man. he just, yeah. he just butts his nose in. You have Maldi, who's what, 12 years catching. You have a rookie who has 31 at bats in pro ball, and they're going to scuffle. So, I mean, I get the bad blood. Um, I get Seattle never beats us. Um, so they get the, that's why I wanted the series. I wanted to keep just trucking along. 
Um, but it was a down week. It, it was a down week going two and four. Um, I'll tell you something yeah. that I think is lost in the whole deal is for two months now through the part of May, we have every Thursday off. Yeah. It's a schedule. It's a scheduling, like just quirk. And then once May ends, you don't have that anymore. And that is something, in my opinion, we have not taken advantage of. Um, well, I think it may, I think it may help our pitching situation. If there is any positive to it. I mean, well, three more Thursdays and we don't have that anymore. And we so. don't now that's yes, that is correct. We gotta, we gotta figure something out in a hurry. Um, we're going to, we're going to talk get to the injuries here in a second, but you know how you spell Houston Astros energy, you know, how you spell energy for the Astros. Talk to me. A L T U V. Mm. Yeah. It's clear. Literally. It's clear to me. I mean, the second he took to batting practice, the second he took batting practice today, it was all over social media everywhere. I mean, Everywhere. And it, it, they're just – they're playing um, lethargic. I don't know if lethargic is the right word. They're playing lack Passive. of energy. Yeah. Yeah, it's just – and that's just what they've done it all week. So, down week, but, hey, you know what? We the, the, the episode last week was it's only April, so now we're on a weekend in May. We're, positives are we're 21% done with the season. So – We've got 79% left. So now I'm going to move on. We'll wrap the, you know, the current state of the temperature, which we're all down after this week. But um, injuries. Uh, of course, if you're listening to this podcast, it's widely known that Luis Garcia is uh, done till 2028 with Tommy John. <laughs> um, I learned. I, I, I think McCullers may be in that same path, by the way. No, no, McCullers will be back in three <laughs> weeks, but then he'll go on DL again and be on yeah. one year. Um, yes, yes, he'll be on we, the same plan. G, new GM Dana Brown said your your Keedy is expected back around the All Star game, which I was like, oh, okay. Um, that's Eek. that's two months away, more than two months Eek. away. Um, McCullers threw um off the mound for the first time which actually is a positive sign saw that the, the more that they more they throw on flat ground they're just playing catch when you throw off the mound that that tells you that they're moving in the right direction i still think yep. it's three to four weeks away probably i don't know they're, they're being very tight-lipped so my question to you guys is we're razor thin we bring up jp france who again five innings shutout ball um after his 29 pinch first inning which he got a little help from but that's okay I, I like the stuff. I, I don't think you – know, I think the more teams see him, the more they're going to adjust to him. Um, sure. Being a 28-year-old, you know, basically career minor leaguer for a while. But I will say his stuff was looked better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, Brandon Belak had zero Ks and was getting hit like a slot machine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even the balls that were not – he was getting 95 and above constantly. He is not an option starting, in my opinion, going forward. I get it's a so spot my, start. So, yeah, Neil, what what do you so, got? Yeah, my, my favorite Brandon Belak story was this year, the very first spring training game, we're driving home on the road, and um, my son's watching it on his iPad or whatever, and he starts to get 
he starts to get pissed off. And I'm like, I can hear him back there. I'm like, what's the deal? And he's mad because we're losing. And uh, well, long story short, it was be like pitching. I'm like, we'll never see that guy. Don't worry about him. You know, move on. It's spring training. It's be like. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, here he is Monday. Uh, Garcia's out. And uh, here he is pitching in the first inning. I'm going, oh, my gosh. You know. But yeah, you know what he's de- like- you know what he's he's designed for. He's designed for triple A innings eater, spot right. start in emergency situations. Hmm. Yeah, I mean he. Uh, so looking at his his two, and I'll, I'll call it two starts. He didn't start the the game on Tuesday, but uh, the game against San Francisco, four innings, two hits. Two earned runs, three walks, six strikeouts. Uh, the Seattle game, lost the game, four, four and two-thirds, ten hits and four and two-thirds, two earned somehow. Oh, my God, Seattle. Uh, two walks, no strikeouts. So you're looking at eight and uh, two-thirds innings, 12 hits, four runs, uh, five walks, and six strikeouts. So Well, you said – you said- you said emergency emergency outings. I mean, who else is starting tonight? What do you mean? Today? Who else is no, starting that's, today? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's – You hit it. I, I mean, know. A, uh, yeah, was, you're right. I think it was yep. the emergency start, right? Yep. Sure. Yeah, the, the problem is, is is I don't want to see him in six days, five days. Mm-hmm. Well, that, yeah. that's, you know, he, that's he, no he, longer an emergency. Yeah, every yeah, fifth day. Exactly. Every fifth day. <laughs> he is not missing – Neil just went over the, the quick stats. He is not missing any bats. And every time the ball was pitched, I was like, where's the neck brace? Because here it comes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know it's Julio Rodriguez, and I know it was a hanging slider, but 454 and 110 off the bat. Yeah. That was yeah. – and, and, and there's a lot of balls that were hit right to us. Um, I mean, it was like whiplash city. But you're right. I mean, it – I just – I don't know. I, I guess he's probably going to have to start again. Um, and I, I just don't know what we do for his spot right now. Um, I have way more faith in France. Again, he could get hit like a slot machine next next start as well. Mm-hmm. But he does he does have stuff. Like, he just looks like he has stuff. And he's got a better looks, mustache. True. Yeah, great mustache. Belak looks intim- like – looks like it's a – uh, just he's just throwing out a pitching machine. I do want to throw a shout out to today's game. The Strohs lost three to one. Um, the starter was in his second start. I reside in New Braunfels, Texas. My wife is a New Braunfels unicorn. Bryce Miller is a New Braunfels unicorn. Graduate, I believe, in 2016. Went to Blinn, then went to Brian Dorton's Aggies. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 pitch for the Ags, I believe draft in the 14th round. That's not true. The fourth round, and uh, went out and shuts down. He mm-hmm. he has 11 plus innings in Major League Baseball, and he has zero earned runs. So shout out to the the former the former unicorn. I was rooting against him. I wanted to pitch well, but I wanted us to win, and um, it kind of kind of shows on the offense. But yeah. let me yeah. let me let me let me transition on the pitching to a couple of names. Again, I, I don't know. You know, we made a trade this week uh, for cash for a lefty. 
who's probably average at best, but I think it's just the new GM, Dana Brown, saying that we need arms, and he's right. I mean, it is like dire. It. It's dire, yeah. I like the fact he's just making moves. Yeah, and I think that shows that there's some talk. There's some interaction going, you know, going on behind the scenes, uh, ground being kind of laid for for something, hopefully, right? I mean, I, that, to me, that's encouraging. I mean, will the will the will this guy ever be a factor? No, but, I mean, there's something going on behind the scenes and, and something like that proves that to, to me anyways. Sure. The issue I have is – is like any other year, everyone's going to go after pitching. The Yankees are, they need it almost as bad as we do. So, you know, they're going to be a player for the pitching. There's going to be other teams. And with the exception of the JV teams of the Royals and A's, no one is out of it yet because it's so early. But I have a couple of names that I would at least throw out there just to keep keep watching. I know the new GM Dana Brown has his history with the with the Braves and the Blue Jays, um, and, and Alex Antopoulos, who's the GM of the Braves. So I'm sure there's some names out there that we're not factoring in. But Lucas Giolato, Giolato, who's with the White Sox, who's honestly struggling this year, but he's an innings eater. The White Sox are terrible. I think it's someone the Astros would be interested in. And Jordan Montgomery, the former Yankee lefty, okay. who's actually pitched yeah. really well this year um, and is very cheap. He's a free agent next year. He's only making $10 million this year. He's got a 3-3 ERA. That is someone probably, though, everybody is going to be after him. Mm. The Cardinals are 11-24 and 24 right now, which I love. Because hate seeing that. They, well, yeah, I hate seeing that. And, and honestly, they're in a – a not very good division, but they are playing terrible. So it's weird. It'd be weird to see the Cardinals as a, as a seller, but that's two names I would keep an eye on. I think the Astros need to not wait till trade deadline. I think they need to make a splash. I agree. Uh, and, and get in front of the Yankees and other teams that will be looking for starting pitchers and make a move in June at some point. Um, well, again, this is- we're, 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 we're being, uh, we're being couch uh, GMs here. But sure. everybody's yeah. going to be looking for pitching. Everybody is. I think they need to be aggressive, and but due to the the injuries and not having your your four and your five back, in, you know, anytime soon. Yeah, and and this is where, you know, and we all agreed in, in the off season that for the price Verlander just had to go. I mean, we knew that. Agreed. Uh, but when when he leaves, everybody bumps up a slot, and then you've got Garcia and your Queedy you know, being truly re- relied upon. And then obviously you take those two guys out of the mix and and we're in this situation. <laughs> I mean, there, there's not, I mean, uh, we've talked on, on the side about Forrest Wheatley and, you know, getting shelled down at the, at the AAA level and whatever plan th- there is with him. But there, there's not, to my knowledge anyway, somebody sitting in the wings, like waiting to no. be – the guy so we've got what no, we got and it's the guy was the, the the only option in the farm was france right and he still sorry, had who? question marks and and he french frenchy <laughs> and he still he still guy, has yeah, question yeah, yeah. marks he still has question marks but he pitched really well sure, sure. yeah there, i mean definitely again we're 17 and 17 for a reason that, that's that's what we've got 
And while the offense, you know, is going to get a little spark with Tuve and, and uh, Brantley, it doesn't mean that our pitching is is good enough. And to, to say rolling out Belak and, and really Frenchy for the next rest of the season, every fourth and fifth day, it ain't going to work. No. So, I mean, th- this yeah, has to Yeah, the guy's got to make a move. Yep, got to make a move. Jordan, any thoughts on that? No, I, I, I'm, I'm just, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, uh, well, it, it's so early. It's tough, and like I only use those two names of, because their their teams are struggling and they're like ten games back. So the event of them getting back into it, it's a long shot. Could they? Yeah. I mean, again, there's going to be other names surface. The problem is, is everyone and the Yankees is going to be surfacing for names. So you got to make a move. You, you got to make a move. We don't have the greatest farm. However, I do think the, the last draft is already seeing some seeds of, of you know, some, of some prospects. There's some that I think that are untouchable. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, but let's talk about the positives. Let's talk about players coming back. Um, so I, I listened a little bit to Dana Brown um, speaking today and said that, Chaz did not play today, which means tells me he's flying to Anaheim. This team needs some Chaz McCormick. Yeah, I agree. Jake Myers, by the way, I'm not on the Jake Myers bandwagon, but he is still done. hitting the ball hard. Yeah, no doubt. I like yeah, it. Yeah, he gets a he gets a tip of the hat. Chaz is yeah. just that gritty dirt bag. Um, mm-hmm. They need some Chaz. They need some Chaz McCormick. So that's good. But Michael Brantley is. Probably yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday. Let's go. Playing a game and a half at first base. Interesting. Interesting. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, and hit well. Uh, I mean, especially early on, seeing that the fact that he was hitting some doubles in the gaps, getting some typical Michael Brantley hard hit singles. Man, this offense is it's like a it's like acquiring hitters at the trade deadline. And then the best news of the day, Altuve hit, uh, took BP. Huge. Already saw a picture of him leaving, leaving, flying back to Houston, which tells me he's getting things in order to go on a rehab assignment in Sugarland for a while, probably I would say two weeks. And then I would say home stand around the end of May, you're going to see – um, if everything progresses well, Jose Altuve back. And this team needs Chaz grittiness. They need Michael Brantley's professionalism at the plate, but they need the dude. And they need Ho- we need Jose Altuve back in the run the show. Yep. So, yep. Uh, yeah, and you, you hit it on the head. He's the energy. And, and he's – I mean, this is way ahead of schedule, Yes. I mean that. Um, I think I want to say like initially I heard at best before a little before the All Star break, and so I think that's well, yeah. what I, I remember hearing yeah. that too. But they've I think that has been a moving target. I think that was them uh, being pretty cautious. Um, yeah, cautious. Yeah. Well, well with that yeah. with that with Astros and injuries, you never know. It seems like it's True. always extended. So the fact that he's coming back end of May, beginning of June, are on that pace is a massive positive. So now yeah. you just got to hold water till you get the, 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 full, the full 
troops and the energy back. Yeah, and and you know, to to have him even right after Memorial Day would be fantastic. You know, and again, assuming we're we're a five hundred ball team, we we stay five hundred, and to have him and Brantley come along and and dude, I mean, again, the pitching has been average, maybe above average. Uh, um, somewhere's in there, right? They're 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 leaving it for our offense to still be able to win games, and and obviously our offense sucks, and we haven't been able to do that. So to to put in two guys let's say the day after Memorial day, I'll take it. Oh my God, I'll take sure. it. So yeah, that, that is, that is some positives for sure. And I well, think overall, got, yeah, I think yeah, overall, go ahead, we're, still, we're, we're still uh, trying to figure out this team. We're still trying to figure out, you know, what, what's best, what's best where, but uh, yeah, I think you said it perfectly until all those pieces come together, you know, the the Maldies, they got to play their part. The Hensley, you got to get a hit at some point. You just one, one for one for thirty five. You got to get a hit somewhere in there. You got to remember how to run bases. That, that play, I don't remember. I don't know if y'all y'all saw that play yep. on yep. on Thursday or on uh, Saturday, uh, Wednesday. That was that was awful. He he. Hensley hit a little oops single. Well, no, it was an error. I think it was called an error. Uh, it was a little oopsie, got on first. And uh, I think Maldi struck. Oh, Mal, that was when Maldi struck out on two pitches. Did y'all yeah. see that? <laughs> no. Yep. Yeah. He, no. He, he, uh, he didn't. What was it? He didn't engage. This brings up two other things, but uh, he didn't engage in his eight seconds, right? He didn't yeah. engage yeah. within his eight seconds. And so I've he started 0-1, and, one, and then they him threw him two bat not engage. Yeah, as and a catcher, right? Like, you, you see that. But there, well, there just, I mean, there have been some technical stuff being called. What, whatever that was uh, with Dubon, uh, and and not having a lane to the plate, and that was such yeah. a weird call. That weird. Was such a- That's the weirdest thing I've seen. And I'm my, telling my you, issue, I, w- I know we, I know we text about this. If you're going to yeah. call that, then it doesn't need to be overturned. In my no. opinion. Yeah, I mean, if you're calling it, call it right. Like, yep. But but I'm watching that on on. Uh, it was on mute, and all I saw was. Dubon got thrown out by three or four steps, done and yeah. done. Well, you know, like next next inning, right? And then they're reviewing it, and I'm looking and I'm watching and showing the replay of him trying to get his foot in there, looking like he's kicking the catcher. And Twitter's going, you know, Seattle Twitter's going wild about him playing dirty. Yeah. But it was it was such a strange that was there have been a couple of strange technical calls so, over the past few yes, days. I, I was watching that with my middle child who, you know, I, I'm, who caught went, uh, Saturday and he was like, what's, you know, he's only nine. He's like, what's going on here? And I go, son, I, I cannot explain this to you. I'll have, this is going to take a while. I go, when I was your age, you could plow that guy. Mm-hmm. And he I mean, so, yeah, I mean, you could plow that guy. And so I get it. 
Um, you know, it's the busty, Buster Posey rule when he got plowed into and tore his ACL, MCL, all that. I get it. Um, but that was weird um, because if you're that emphatic as a home plate umpire, which, by the way, I'm, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but I will say this. The umpiring so far has been atrocious. Um, I think robots are I, – I, I like the human element, but I think it's coming. But that's oh, a, that's a whole that. – that's a whole other podcast. I'd, but I, if you're that, if you're if I you're that, I think it's better in tennis. I think robots made tennis better. Yeah, good point. Good. That is a good point. I think if you're that emphatic on that call, how does that go to replay and you overturn it? Yeah, yeah. And Mieski, yeah. you're head of the throwback player of the week. I'm going to give you a little heads up. Don't ever do Scott service because I'll go no, down sure. freaking. I'll go down 45 minutes of hate. On that guy, because he is he is a he is a raging douchebag. I I, I want to delete him from the Astro archives. God, he'll, guy. He'll, he'll he won't be. He's a whiny brat. Yes, yes. I'm driving. Him. I'm yeah. I'm driving. You know, I listen to XM uh, Major League Radio Sirius uh, eighty uh, nine, and they have him on. I just hit, I just hit change. Get, yeah. Give me my radio back. I don't. I don't want to hear that guy ever talk. But, um, that was weird stuff. All right. Any more thoughts on players coming back? No, we need them. No, nope. we need them. Okay. Be, and we need them. On, on the on on the offensive welcome side, change. it's yeah. On the offensive side, it's like getting multiple free agent For or sure. deadline transactions. Um, I you know pitching wise, I've never trusted McCullers. I don't think any of us have. Man, yeah. do we need him? Do we need him bad? Yeah. So you know, I, I did. I notice, hope he comes uh, back. I know he's not going to be an innings eater, but going to do it. Where you going? So I know, I know that we, uh, you know, we were talking about offense, but uh, real quick to interject, uh, Hunter's uh, Hunter's appearance last last week. Um, I, I I like the way that they kept him in the game to just see what he's going to do. I mean, it was very apparent because he was, he was walking back. I mean, he was down, he was walking batters. He was on, he was on the struggle bus and they made it a point. I mean, it was very obvious. They made it a point to keep him in there, to gain that confidence, to see how he handles himself, see how, how composed he can stay. And I think that's a, a level of uh, trust and confidence that that the coach, the staff has in, in, in Hunter. So we'll, we'll see, hopefully, hopefully he just keeps improving. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a great point. I, I really look, you know, you know how I feel about him. I mean, he's, he's electric. He, he got rattled, right. Um, sure. He did not have his best stuff. He probably had his C stuff. But man, how big is him being up here right now? I mean, he is—he's got so much freaking pressure. I mean, he's the number three guy right now. He is three, yeah. number three in a matter of mm-hmm. a month. Yep. He went from uh, probably not being in the rotation to being the number three guy. I, I liked. It's probably the first time I saw him get visibly pissed. And yeah, I, I'm good with emotion. I'm. I mean, I'm begging for it. You know, we. Again, we well, you've never been mad at you've never been mad at refs. At who? <laughs> refs or umpires? 
No, 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 no. I mean, still today, uh, still, I mean, I, I guess people don't know I, I coach, but uh, at the high school level and yeah, I'm, me and referees, we we're buddies, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we grew up in the BGO Bagwell, no, I mean, straight faced era. And we always, I mean, we beg for energy. We beg for emotion. We beg for, you know, and like I said today, I mean, if Maldi would have turned and just thrown a punch, I don't care if it had been the umpire. I'd, I've been good with it. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I, they're just, we're, we're lacking, again, we, we beat this up a little bit, but we're, we're lacking the spark that hopefully Altuve brings. And, and obviously, Mal, I mean, uh, Brantley doesn't necessarily bring the emotional energy, but he's an offensive energy. He, I mean, putting guys on base and that kind of stuff. But I, I yeah, we, we need those guys here for multiple reasons, and I think energy is one of them. Well, there's a history of Brantley, while he's very stoic, there is a history of Brantley taking guys aside, speaking to the team, even when he's not playing. So he has yeah, been sorely missed. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. He's been sorely missed in, in the clubhouse as well. So you're getting him, getting Altuve leaders, and then you're getting Chaz, little gritty, you know, the, the grit, the just little, ball, you know, yes. dirtbag ball player. That's all going to help. We need McCullers to come back healthy. And we just, we just do. And, and we've mm -hmm. talked about it. Um, we need him. I want to talk real quick um, before we get into the Dome Phone Player of the Week. I want to talk about the lineup. I know we touched base uh, about it last episode about moving our best two hitters up. A week later, is there not even more proof? I mean, you got to get your Don and Tucker more at bats. If they don't do anything in a game right now, we are screwed. Yeah, and you've you know, got to get those two guys more at bats. The the weird thing in this thing, this is it, still. I mean, obviously those those two guys are huge. Uh, guys, Bregman's one ninety five. Mm -hmm. 20, again, 24, 24 points higher than Maldi. <laughs> yes. And, and yes, he, I mean, he leads the team in walks, whatever, 23 walks, but, um, God, I mean, we, we know, or we're, we're confident or we have the, the, the faith that he's going to turn this thing around and, and become, you know, Bregman and whatever, but uh, yeah, you're looking at Bregman, you're looking at Abreu and Maldi. And again, this these are the flashbacks of Adam Everett and whatever catcher we had. I mean, you know, we're giving up three innings, three up, three down. Dude, I would I would take Brad Ausmus hitting because no, we're not going to play Diaz every day. I would take Brad Ausmus right now. My my issue is the Bregman and Abreu. We know what Maldi is, right? Sure. We also know who Bregman and, and Abreu are, and they're not this. But right now, we're 20% into the 21% of the season and they're in power slots or run driving slots, getting on base slots. And they're not. It, yeah. It's not happening. Yeah. And, it's not happening. and, you know, from, from, from a coaching side of things, you, you know, like these guys are struggling and, and you want to help them and, and you want to make them put them in a position to where, again, maybe you take pressure off, Maybe you uh, give them a day off, move them around, find a place to where they're going to be most effective. And, and you just don't see it. And obviously, Dusty's a way better manager than, than me, but 
Maybe. You have, you, mm-hmm. Well, you just have you have to think there's something that we're not aware of, or, or that's that's my mindset is that there's something that we're not aware of, or they're working on, or something because they're just not changing. They're not adjusting. They're not tweaking. I mean, uh, you know, like we've seen Pena bat anywhere from first to sixth. I mean, they'll throw him around all over the place. But for the love of God, we're not going to move a brave. You know, no, we're, we're not. My, my eyes, my eyes, my amateur eyes, just of watching a bunch of baseball, coaching it, whatever else. So I'm not going to claim that I, my eyes tell me that Bregman's just timing, his timing's off. Abreu is just off, period. He does not mm-hmm. look right. I would sit him for three days and I would say, unplug for a day, go to the T for a day, and we'll get you back in here. He does not. I like the 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 double in the gap tonight, but it's been so few and far. It's been so few and far between. He hit that ball hard, but he just seems completely. I mean, he's striking out way more than he's than normal last week and two weeks. So I don't know. I don't know. You got to tweak the lineup Um, now. I mean, you just you got to get Jordan and Tucker are carrying this team and if they don't do anything offensively we're definitely against the eight ball and you know diaz obviously that's a a a hot topic but you again we're we're carrying three catchers salazar or whatever his name is Uh, Mm, yeah cesar salazar yeah i've I've heard of him well i i just don't again i don't understand necessarily what he's what his role is for us if Maldi's catching ninety percent of the time, uh, and then you're not. What's well, a great? You, that's a great point. You're about to have to activate two players, Chaz and Brantley, in the next day or two. So yeah. you would think Salazar's gone, and we'll never hear or see from him ever again, probably. Right. And then you would think probably Bannon's going back down. Um. You would think. I mean, Hensley needs to be back down yesterday, but he yeah. has versatility. He's probably going down when Altuve's activated, I would assume. But we have so many outfielders. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's that's going to be interesting when – I think it's pretty fair to say it's probably Salazar and Bannon the next two days going back down. You probably keep Hensley just because of his versatility, the fact that he can play all infield positions. Um, yeah. When Altuve comes back, you, know, you got Jolks, who's hitting about 700 points higher than Hensley, but he can only play outfield. So, right, you, you got my, you have Myers, Chaz, Brantley, Tucker, Jordan, Dubon. I mean, he has versatility. That's going to be the Altuve move is going to be the interesting one. Yeah, um, sure. So, well, I, I just. Again, I, I know we're all in agreement. Abreu, there's got to be something done there, and then Maldi, Diaz. There has to be some. I mean, it, it's you know five games. Maldi, one Diaz. I mean, there needs to be some four to two, some three to three. Uh, Agreed. Two these two and, series this week. How many games did two Diaz play? Two two games. He played a, he played a he, game he, per series. He's ob- yeah, he's obviously personal catcher for Brown because they've yeah. he's obviously caught him a bunch. So 
So when Brown pitches, he starts. Because J.P. France was up here, we got a courtesy start because he's caught J.P. France. I, I'm with – and we talked about this last episode. He needs to be catch. It needs to be even split right now um, until it's proven that, you know, Maldi can prepare him, help him prepare, and in the event that just to save Maldi for the end, he's 37 yeah. years old. Right. Yeah. Well, he's and, not. And then he's not. He's not. In my opinion, what I've seen over 30 games plus, he's not an upgrade over Diaz defensively. He probably is in the in in the preparation and the dugout because Diaz is 24, but he ain't in the batter's box by far. And Maldi is not under contract after this year. This right. and he wasn't under contract this year, other than the fact that he had a clause that, based on the games he played, he was vested for this year. So he yeah, earned wow. that last year. So. I mean, he is well, – I don't want to get into next year yet, but he does not have a contract. So, split it 50-50 for now, and let's see how it works for the next six weeks. And, and not only that, and then, you know, and not that you, Diaz is just lighting the world on fire bad. I mean, he's 275, which is like for this team, uh, like Tony Gwynn numbers, but uh, – <laughs> I mean, on the days he's not catching, I'd like to see him as the DH. It, as long as Salaz, as long as Salazar's there. Well, you know, Salazar's going to be Salazar's going to be gone tomorrow. Tomorrow. Well, I'm just assuming he's the first. I'm assuming they're going to activate Chaz first. Chaz. Yeah. And I'm, my prediction is Salazar, or it could be Bannon, and then Brantley's going to be a day or two later, and then that'll be the other one. Yeah, I mean Salazar will be in one of these two. Yeah, he would think he all all he is is protection for an injury. Well, that's what AAA in my mind is for. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know AAA with Lee and all that kind of stuff. I don't I don't know what that looks like, but anyways, yeah, I'm with you. Well, Diaz needs to play more. We know that. We've said it. I'm going to say it all. I'm going to say it every episode until I mean until he proves me wrong. I mean, yeah. he's a batter. He's a batter competitive. He hits it hard. It, yeah, we know that. I mean, when your offense is struggling, get the guy in there. But Dusty's gonna Dusty. Uh, All right. So we're gonna uh, move on to this ought to be interesting. After this week, I'm gonna let Dorton go first. We're gonna. Who would you buy a dome phone for? Being the fact that we're the dome phoners. And you get to pick your player of the week. I'm going to be uh, if you pick mine. I am. Well, I'm going last, and I don't know if I, there is a third. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Good point. You know, I mean, I, I, I believe I'm going to go with uh, uh, the, a player who started hot. No one thought he was going to be hot. And has stayed consistent. He's got six hits in the month of uh, May, as many as Jordan has. Uh, I'm going with my man Dubon. He and I. All right, that means to, I have a chance to have a player. Me and too. I are going to have a uh, a dome foam together, and hopefully keep this party rolling. 
good one. Yeah. I, the guy, yeah, the guy's the guy's been solid. It, I he is really good defensively. Uh, he really is. Um, he's the pistol so good pick. man. Yeah, he's the yeah, pistol. Good, yeah. that, that is a good pick. Good, good, right, good I, pick. Mieski? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. <laughs> I, I could have swore Dorton was gonna pick this guy, but I'm I'm picking this guy for two reasons. Uh, and it's it's JP Frenchie. Mm. Okay. That so was I'm gonna always, be mine, but then that leaves me my other guy, so I'm good. Okay, so two reasons. The first reason is it, when you buy somebody a dome foam and they've got a beard like that, and he takes his first sip, you know he's got foam on his beard on on his mustache. Mustache. Yep. And that imagery alone is badass. Yeah. The the second reason is the obvious reason of just him pitching five innings the other day and not giving up a run in a, in I a mean, crazy after, start. After you know, after coming out and getting, yeah. Babies cray cray off of him. Yeah, cray cray all over the place. <laughs> um, he battled, well, yeah. man. He really, he really battled. He, he did. I mean, yeah, that would have I mean, been easy. You come in there for your first. What was that? Is this his first major league? Was this his major first league major league debut? Debut. debut. Got it. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure y'all. Have... He turns around and he's got the bases juice yeah. in the yeah. top of the first in his first. <laughs> oh my goodness! It, yeah easily could have just gone off the rails real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Look around yep. and all of a sudden you're in Seattle and the bases are loaded and you haven't even like taken a deep <laughs> breath yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean, five innings, three hits, uh, one walk, five Ks and you're in your MLB debut with your kid in the stands, your family in the stands with yep. a mustache that looks like that. I'll buy my mm-hmm. beer. You bet. Yeah. Good one. I, that, that was my number one choice. So, uh, I mean, that's, I, that's it's a great choice. Baseball's cruel. Baseball's oh, yeah. a cruel sport. He deserved Humbling. a win. He deserved a win. Um, it wasn't pretty. 29 pitches in the first inning. I will say his first at batter was Julio Rodriguez. He struck him out. I might have yelled at the TV in excitement <laughs> on that one. Um, but, yes, it was struggle bust. And then after the first inning, he was you, – you know, it's adrenaline. It's nervous. It's command. Um, but his command got better. And uh, he's got some stuff, I, you know. I I don't know. Baseball's a a weird game too. You know, the more they see you, the more they can hit you. But I, I'll tell you what: if you, if if you look at his five innings, and then you look at Brandon Belak's four plus, it's a like night and day. Yeah, night and day. Yeah. So, you know, if he can spot us five, six, seven, eights qualities, you know, just. Starts eating innings, pitching well, keeping us in the game competitive, especially with Brantley, Altuve, Chaz coming back. You know, let's just let's hope we can build on that. But great story, family flying to Seattle. Uh, yep. His his cool. cleats and glove got delayed. He said he'll never put his cleats and glove in a, another bag and not carry on. I mean, what mm. a cool, what a cool story being twenty eight. Yeah. That that was that was awesome. Those behind the scenes stories are are always awesome. Yeah. So y'all, there's not many dumb phone players of the week. So left me my one. Thank you because I thought y'all were going to take these two, and I didn't know where I was going to go. But Dorton brought up a good point with Dubon. I'm going with the most underrated player in Major League Baseball, Kyle Tucker. Um, yeah. it's easy. Good one. He's hitting the ball. He, he won. He won the game Friday night. Um, he just shows He's, up every day. He kept us. He kept us in the game last night. He kept us no, – no I mean, doubt. 
No yep. doubt. Did I mention? I don't know. I just want this for record. Did I mention I have him plus four thousand for the MVP? Did I, I think he that? may have. I'm not okay, sure. I just want to have that for the record. But may have said something yeah, I mean he, he's he's just he's just solid, man. I, the way he hits lefties is amazing, and Jordan does too. But Tucker deserves it. I'd buy that guy a dome phone. Um, we've got two two and three quarters of a year, so you know. Oh, a little under three years. I hope we have him for longer. But um, he's my dome phone player of the week because he's carrying us on the offensive side. Good one. Good yeah. pick. I agree. So, look ahead to the schedule real quick. At Angels' next three games, we get to see Shohei Atani on Tuesday. That scares me against this offense. Yeah. Um, and then at he's so White good. Sox, he's, he's, he's a unicorn. He's a freak. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Angels at, at the Angels for three at at the uh, White Sox for three who are terrible. So you know, I would love to say four and two. I would love to get to four and two, um, because the Angels are the Angels. But Otani going against us, and just mm-hmm. the fact that we're the fact that we're under man. Um, but that's the schedule for the next six games on the road, and then I believe we have a nine game road. I believe a nine game home home stand. game. Yeah, there we're we're about to be home for a while. So nine game road, not, nine game home. You just got to no. Survive. It's not nine home. It's six home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cubs, but, Athletics, and then we go to and then back on the road. Yeah, for six. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, wow, man, man, nine game road trip, and then. I would figure they would do a nine-game homestand. Wow. Major League Baseball loves us so much. <laughs> so, and these are de- decent uh, – these Anaheim games are decently timed. No no ridiculous times there. I believe and Patrick, a three. Not bad. I believe, old, I believe old Astros farmhand Patrick Sandoval is pitching tomorrow. You know, mm. we, we, trade, we traded him away. Um, and then I think it's Shohei, and then I don't know. I haven't looked to who their third starter is because I'm sometimes scared to look at who our starters are. But I think we have, yeah. I think we have um, Hunter tomorrow, Hunter tomorrow, Framber, Javier, Christian. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that. I mean, and again, we're the Angels. Uh, newsflash: are 19 and 16. I know. <laughs> I mean, oh, they're second. You know. So, for for the sake of if you took out the name, you're just saying, "Hey, those are those are three big games on the road and and against a division opponent opponent who's ahead of us." I think I the mean, division games mean the division games are so much more important this year because last less, year, yeah, it was yeah less last year's nineteen, now it's thirteen with a balanced schedule. So yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah. super important. Any and thoughts then, on that? Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I like I like that aspect that we we line up, for, you know, at least for the Angels the right way, um, and then we get the day off, and then we go to the to Chicago for the White Sox, who obviously are struggling. But it, again, I mean, they're the White Sox are what twelve and twenty three, and two of those wins came against us in the first series. Um, so, yep, I'll, I'll take it. I guess. I mean, but that means we're going to Chicago and. I'm assuming B-Lack and uh, JP are pitching. Two of the 
those games. And that's, I mean, if you're saying you're excited about that, uh, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I need some, some of that magic potion you're drinking. Yeah. So uh, at least the angels series, you feel like we're going to compete pitching wise, uh, our bats, obviously are a whole nother story. And then Chicago, you, you roll the dice and hope for the best. So, I mean, just to say we go three and three, I'd probably go. Okay. I mean, it, if if that I'm gonna I'm know. gonna predict I'm gonna predict Brantley's in the lineup Wednesday day off and then he's back in the lineup Friday for the White Sox. That's gonna be my prediction. I hope you're right. And and when I see him in the lineup, I'm going to celebrate. Yeah. But but I I, I bet I bet you yeah who knows what they're gonna do with Chaz because he'll platoon or do some things you know, with Myers, but I want him back in the dugout because he just has earned it. But Brantley, my prediction is he starts Wednesday. Yep. And then they give him a they give him a day off to, you know, to check the legs, rest the legs, the shoulder, and then he's back in the lineup Friday. But who knows? Yeah. That would that yeah, would be I awesome. Mean, obviously we'd all take a four and two right now with the way we're playing. Uh three and three would be yeah, okay. Uh, but anything better than four and two would be encouraging. I, I'd like to talk Sunday night Ooh. or next Sunday night about how good of a week it was. I mean, we that's won a the, couple yeah, of series in a row. Yeah, that'd that be nice. Be, yeah. No doubt. All right. Well, we'll wrap that segment up and we'll, we'll move to the to my segment with the prospect of the week. Um, this is a, this guy's known. Um, you know, he made draft news because he was going to the uh, Vanderbilt University. He was highly touted, probably a second or third round pick uh, or grade, draft grade, and um, said that he was not coming to play pro ball. He was going to Vanderbilt. And um, the Astros saved some money on their first 10 picks and took Ryan Clifford out of North Carolina, who's a six foot three, about 200 pound left handed hitting outfielder. Um, he's 19 years old. He's raking. Um, it's real early, um, but he's super talented. And, um, you know, I hope he's not Kyle Tucker's replacement. But if things project the way they are, he's probably Kyle Tucker's replacement. Shut your mouth. If he, can, if he, can t- if he continues to progress, hey, there's a reason why they drafted as many outfielders as they did last year. But I hear you. Um, uh, the most important thing, he's hitting 337. Um, his OPS is, is 957. It's pretty good for a 19 year old using a wooden bat fully for the first time. But my most important thing that I think is the fact that he has as many walks as he does strikeouts that tells you that he's, um, definitely yeah. seeing the ball, has yeah. some discipline. No he's not just, he's not just free swinging. Uh, they, they gave him the second largest bonus for 11th round player in the history of major league baseball draft at 1.2 million. So yeah, they wanted him. They wanted him. And so it's just someone to track. He's three, two to three, probably three years away. Um, but all the signs again, when it's this early on in your career, I love pulling him up and looking stats and seeing three thirty-seven, nine fifty-seven instead of, <laughs> 162 402. So that's he's doing right handed. No, throw that's left, throws left. Gotcha. 
And the Van Tim Corbin at Vanderbilt, who's a phenomenal college baseball coach, just raved about him, hated to lose him. So that tells me a lot about his makeup. Um, sure. I'm sure all three of us could have gotten to Vanderbilt as well, but that tells you a little <laughs> bit about him. I, I turned so, them down. You know, I did too. I did not. I, I, did I wasn't smart. I'll, I'll be honest. I wasn't uh, smart enough to get in there. I was not. I, I, I thought I wasn't sure. smart enough to get in there. I'm not well, sure. I made, a, <laughs> I made 100 on the SAT. Uh, <laughs> and they, I don't know. That we, apparently there was an issue with that. <laughs> that is that is my prospect. That's my prospect of the week to watch. Um, Ryan Clifford. And um, I think he's got a future, but we'll see. He's a long ways to go, but he's doing some great things. So cool. the next segment, I get to throw over to Neil, and this ought to be interesting. The 40 years of being Astros fans, we get to hear the Astros throwback player. Of the yeah, week. so I'm going to – like my process each week is is totally random. I mean, so this week I, I just go on to whatever website that lists all the Astros ever. And so they're all alphabetical. And so, I mean, I, so you just I can't pick even... the first one on the list. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> uh, not yet. So it's like the number of guys that I click on and go like, Oh yeah. You know, and, and you forget some of the guys that, I mean, like a Cangelosi, you know, just random like names that you remember and you go, Oh my gosh, forgot about him. And so you get in these rabbit holes or whatever. So, so like a Casey Candell. Absolutely. I mean, guys, I I can't, I mean, the rabbit holes that I fall into on, on trying to pick a a guy each week. And so if you get chosen there, there's usually I've dug something up and and said, well, I didn't know that. It's an honor. It is. It should be. And uh, so this week's guy, okay, is going to be, his official name is Robert Wesley Nepper, better known as Big Bob. <laughs> better known there as has, Big Bob. There has been multiple group texts on this gentleman, this former player. I love it. Yeah. So, born May 25th, 1954, drafted the by best the are born in The best are born in May. Yeah. Um, second round by the Giants, whatever. So, he plays, he plays from the Giants from 76 to 80. And then goes to the Astros from '81 to '89. During that time, he was his starting pitching record was 93 and 100. So a losing record, believe it or not. Uh, Astros ended up releasing him. He goes back to the to the Giants and finishes his career there. Uh, two-time All-Star, both with the Astros in '81 and, and '88. Uh, so just the history on him in the offseason he was traded to the uh to the Astros for Chris Boris uh him and Chris Boris come to the Astros for the one and only Enos Cabell uh wow uh, I did not know that wow yeah yeah name drop there right so uh he was voted the National League All-Star twice right he led the National League in shutouts in 78 back up he made the All-Star team twice for the and led and and led the league in shutouts in '78. So yeah, I mean he he, he must have faced the 2023 Astros every day. Um, so <laughs> he also led the league in hits batsman in '80. So but that there was you with, go. With, 
with the Giants. So, so his career, his the apex per se would have been with the Astros. He he pitched three postseason games, uh, one in '81 against the, in the division series against the Dodgers, and then two in the '86 championship series against the one and only New York Mets. Most famously, he pitched the game six game against the Mets that that we ended up losing. So uh, ah, the story goes that he goes out and, and gets to the ninth inning and he's got the lead and Dykstra comes up and they just start a little run or what have you. And the Astros were sitting on, they were down in the series. They were sitting on Mike Scott to pitch game seven and Mike Scott just had the Mets number. I mean, like mm-hmm. Mets, guy, Mets guys, Astros guys all said, I mean, it, it was over. If the Astros finish out that game six, I think I'd, uh, I think I'd, I'd, I've heard that before too. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, mm-hmm. The Mets were dreading if they were going to game seven because they well, were done. Because, because Neil uh, was using Bullet Bob Nepper as his player here, I've been, I, I did a little, quick MLB search and I'm just blown away. Well, first off about him, he couldn't break class with a baseball. <laughs> he could not. They, they they refer to those guys as crafty left left-handed pitchers. Yes, they're, they do. They're crafty. They, they're crafty. They are so crafty. Career ERA 3.68. Get you what? some hmm. If if you would have told me Kruger CK, take the over and under on a 4.5 ERA for Bob Nepper in his career. I would have said over <laughs> three, 3.68. So wow. here's the deal. So here's the deal, though. Where did he pitch a majority of his game with the Astros? The Dome. The Dome. The Dome. So he's got this, you know, the, the breakdown was he, he was really good in, in the Dome and all that kind of stuff. But I just Googled his – uh, obviously his profile for MLB.com. He has six career home runs. Oh, man. I missed it. I he missed has six it. career home runs. It's just a enlightening – because, again, we grew up in that era. These are no, the no guys doubt. that we, we watched. We didn't know. I mean, we we watch a 30-second clip of ESPN, and he made pitch, and that was cool. And, we you know, watching home sports entertainment, HSC. I was going to say – I remember watching him on HSC and and having whiplash because he was getting hit so hard. The fact that he has 3.68 career ERA just blew my mind. But you're right. The dome factored in that big time. Yeah. Um, so that's it, a great that's a great throwback. That's a good one. Yep. So that was uh again, he, he made the he made the list the as the in, in honor of Cinco de Mayo and the three amigos. He was infamous because I love of those in yes, famous. I love it. I love it. So we're we're just over an hour, um, and so we're going to wrap this thing up. Again, if you're listening, when we drop this probably tomorrow, Monday, the 8th of May, like and share. We'd love to, for you to uh, spread the word. Again, we're just Astros fans. want to, to uh, just move a group text to a podcast and have fun doing it. And um, I appreciate the fact that uh, Brian and Neil uh, and, and we've stayed. There's not a lot of times where you have uh, relationships and friends for 40 plus years. And so it's kind of cool that we've moved this from 
uh, going to games and growing up together, playing sports together. Now we have kids that we take to games uh, in the Astros, you, you know, uh, during the summers. And, and uh, it's just, it's just kind of a cool metamorphosis of it. And so from winning the, winning the world championship in 2017 and winning the world championship in 2022, we're still the defending champs. Um, the only thing this offense needs is Altuve, Brantley, Jeff Bagwell, and Coach Mars, soft <laughs> knee, no tension. And if we got those things in, we're going to be good. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up, and I'm just going to tell you guys one thing. Go Strokes. Go Strokes. Go Strokes. Go Strokes. Go Strokes.